We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to Renegade Women and Soul Care, where we share conversations with dynamic and amazing women and discuss how they navigate life while taking care of their souls and savoring their time with God. Who is this renegade woman? She is the woman who behaves in an unconventional manner. She is the woman who rises to the occasion of her calling, her vocation, and her passion to overcoming, to serving, and to bettering the world, including any other promptings that call to her soul. Many people ask, what is soul care? Soul care is an ancient practice and a modern-day necessity. The care of the soul was and is central to our spiritual life. C.S. Lewis said, you don't have a soul, you are a soul. Caring for the soul matters because soul neglect happens, soul deprivation is real, and caring for the soul is of vital importance to leading a well-balanced and abundant life. The following is a beautiful quote from Ken Geyer. He says, the soul, though at all times hidden, is at all times revealed, expressing itself through everything we say and do. Through the ordinary brushstrokes of everyday life, a portrait of our soul is being painted. Such an eloquent expression. In the process of being renegade women and caring for our souls, we must remember to take time and make time for soul care and soul prayer. Welcome to Renegade Women and Soul Care. Today, my guest is Peggy Grimes, and she is a renegade woman. Here's a little bit from Peggy's bio. Peggy is a coach, teacher, public speaker, and author. After completing her own healing journey, following more than 46 years with a narcissist bipolar husband, she became passionate about helping other women succeed in their healing journey. She spent 20 years as CEO of a large nonprofit in Montana before retiring and moving to Jacksonville, North Carolina. Peggy leads an inner healing program for women in her church and is a prophetic team leader. She shares lessons learned from her own healing experience through her private and group coaching programs, public speaking, television, and print media, as well as at conferences, retreats, and seminars. Her heart is for the walking wounded who need healing from past trauma to discover their life mission and purpose with passion and authority. Peggy, welcome to Renegade Women in Soul Care. Oh, Arlana, thank you so much for inviting me. I am so excited to be here. Oh, well, thank you. I know it's going to be a great conversation. You are a powerful and dynamic woman that just exudes the love of Christ in caring for other people's souls. So I'm so excited to hear more about what you're up to and then see what you have to say. All right. The first thing I just want to ask is what to ask everybody is, so let's talk about how we met. You know, it's interesting because in my soul um, healing journey, and once I started actually ministering to women, 
I said to the Lord, I said, you know what, Lord, I need to, you know, this is a ministry you gave me, but I need to know how to move this ministry forward. You know, the things that I, I need some training, I need some understanding. And of course, like most of the people in Kingdom Builders Academy, they have the same story. The, the Holy Spirit led them there. Yes. And he did the same with me. And and I have to say, um, as I went through, you know, the, the program in, in Kingdom Builders, I learned so much on the, the business side of ministry, I've been in ministry for years. My husband and I uh, created a um, ministry. We started a ministry back in 1995 called White Raymond Ministries. So I had been in ministry, but just really learning how to market that ministry, how to really look at the business side of a ministry, because there is a business side as well. You know, we, we all look, like to focus on the, the ministry side, but we still have to care for the other side. So I learned so much from that. And that's where you and I met, Arlana. I was one of the inner circle coaches as well. And, and just really am so thankful for uh, the Lord sending me to Kingdom Builders because number one of the of the people that I met the there and it is like a family because so many of us now we continue whether we finished our training or not we continue to stay in contact with one another and I love that yes I do too and you've stated it so eloquently it was was and is such a great thing that we learned about the business side a little bit more. There are so many people that haven't had training in that area of making it run and work, you know, I mean, which is part of the process. We, I'll say me, get all involved in the beautiful spiritual stuff and the overcoming and the restoration and the healing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, you got to pay your bills too, you know? Absolutely. So, um, So that was, that was really wonderful. And I, like you have met amazing women and, found beautiful friendships and great prayer partners. So I'm just very, very thankful that that opportunity came up to me as most people, as you stated, was the Holy Spirit. Um, I'm just so thankful for that. Amen. Yes. Yes. Well, what would you like the listeners to know in addition to what's on your bio, Peggy? Well, you know, I, as we talk about ministry, I mean, that is my passion. That you know, after spending that time, all of those years broken and and just wounded um, and not realizing I was so broken and wounded. And I didn't realize that until actually after my husband passed away, that was about uh, almost eight years ago. Uh, but when he passed away, I I went to the Lord and I said, well, Lord, who am I now? You know, yeah. I looked in the mirror, honestly, I was standing in front of the mirror and I looked at the woman in the mirror and I said, I don't even know that woman. Yeah. I don't like what she looks like and I yeah. don't like how she acts. And so, you know, I, I just went to the Lord and said, Lord, I, I need help. And it wasn't really maybe a month after that when my, my pastor actually gave a sermon on healing. Uh, she had just read the book, Healing the Wounded Soul, and she had so much to say about it and, and talked so much about soul healing. I'd never heard that before. I had no idea what it was. So I thought, you know, the Holy Spirit just spoke to me at that point and said, that's what you need. Yeah. So I just, I just dived in and I spent about two years really going through my own healing journey, which was amazing. I, I have to say that, that it's, it's a step. You have to be brave in order yes. to really start on that journey. A lot of people start on it, but they don't complete that journey. And so, because it can be really difficult, yes. so you, you really have to, to buck up and be brave to, to step in there. But I was determined. I wanted to be healed. 
And once I was, the Lord really gave me such a ministry for other women who are in that same condition. And it's been the joy of my life to actually be able to be in full-time ministry for to women who are traumatized. And, you know, it's very interesting because, um, as you know, in Kingdom Builders, you know, they they're trying to help you to take your your ministry to a higher level. Right. But the Lord had said to me once I come come out of of Kingdom Builders, once I finished my training and come out, I was starting to do my business and I was looking mainly at the business side because, I mean, I just come through all that training. And the Lord said to me one day, he said, Peggy, it's not about you. And I thought, oh my goodness. So I stepped back and I said, what do you want? And he opened up in front of me this ministry ministry. And he said, he had me redo my whole website. And actually, I'm not on there. What he did is he had me set it up as a ministry so that Yes, my heart was my heart was hurting because there were people really who could not afford a program of of healing. Right. They needed it so badly. So I was finding myself scholarshiping so many people. Yeah. I said, Lord, I need I need help in this. So he he literally took me through a way to be able to both allow people who really could afford a program to be able to sponsor other yeah. people who can't. Wow. And and so the, the way he set my ministry up, I mean, he literally set it up as a course, not as a program. Right. People can come in, they can donate through the ministry. Um, he had me set the ministry back up again and they can come in through the ministry. They can sponsor somebody. It's just been so amazing. And now I have other people who are, leading the course with me. So it's not just me because, you know, as you grow and you get more people in, especially with a, with a one-on-one program, you know, there's only so many people that you right. can help at once. So I've got, I've got a whole board and half of my board members want to be leaders in the, in, wow. in this, and they've all been through their own healing. And so it's just amazing, but it's my, as you can tell, it's my passion. Yes. And, and I love it. I've seen so many people set free and beginning to step up and walk in the, the ministry that God has set before them, yeah. the passion that's in their heart. And, and that just, it blesses me. And I, I just, I can't see myself ever doing anything else than this. <laughs> yes. I can hear it. As you said, I can hear it in your voice. I can feel it re- reverberating from you in, in like every cell of your body. I can feel that it's just, it's part of every breath that you take. It's part of everything that you do. And that is such a joyous thing when we find that space that we know God built us for, took us through all the valleys of the shadow of death and all Mm. of those things to be able to say, here's my gift to you. I can nurture you along. I can help you through. I can help you heal that wound Mm -hmm. because one of what we've been through, but also because the God, God healed us and he restored us. And then my statement is equip and send. He equipped us to go send our message to other people and then to equip them and send them, you know, and that's discipleship. That is true discipleship. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I got goosebumps going on. You're going to hear me say that. I'm like, well, I got goosebumps. So, (laughs) well, I will tell you, you know, the thing that, you know, for me is that, you know, when I realized that it became not what I do, but who I am, that was a real transformation for me. Yeah. Because God, 
took my trauma and turned it into my testimony. Yep. I just want to clap and dance and sing right now because that is so powerful. And I too have been through that. And when you first started talking about, you know, healing and woundedness and how hard it is and everything, I say, it's not for the faint of heart. Like you said, mm-hmm. you have to have courage. You do. And, and you have to believe in yourself and you have to know that God's right there with you, but it's a fight. Mm-hmm. It's spiritual mm-hmm. warfare. You know, the evil one doesn't want us healed and strong and powerful and healing other people and making them strong and powerful, you know? So it's serious business. Amen. It definitely is. Yeah. Well, I commend you. That's, that's incredible. Super incredible. Peggy, why would you consider yourself to be a renegade woman? Well, one of the things that I, and coming through my, my trauma, I really have, I've come to understand that God's word is important. It's important for us to guard God's word, number one. And so, you know, I'm one who I stand for the truth and I, and I won't be moved from the truth. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I've learned to go daily to the Lord as far as where my soul is concerned, because I know that at any moment the the enemy is standing right there to put a thought in my mind to either offend me, which offense is the easiest thing for the enemy, because if he can get right. you offended and he can get that little seed in you, then that seed, as long as it, it lives there, will grow into a right. multi, I mean, a tree, you know, with limbs going everywhere with bitterness and anger and resentment and all kinds it's of stuff. Root. Yeah. So if you don't take care of the offenses and I've, I've learned that when, I mean, I, I've learned to be able to tell when an offense comes and I can just put my hand up and say, uh-uh, no, I refuse to be offended. But it's, it's a learning. It's something that you have to to grow into and learn to do. It's not easy because there are are many ways to be offended. But as far as being a renegade, I will not, you know, I'm not, I, I realize there's so much out there. There's a lot of false doctrine out there. There's a lot of things going on out there, but I, I stay true to the word of God. I will say, this is the word of God. If somebody doesn't believe it, they don't believe it. I can't make somebody believe something. But I do have a responsibility to, to myself walk in the truth and encourage others to, to do the same thing. Yes. So I, I won't settle for less than what, who God is and what he, what he says. I believe every word he says. I trust every word he says. And so therefore, I've committed my life to walk in his word. Now, granted, I'm not always. I, you know, we all fall short. Right. But I know what to do when I fall short. And I try to be real quick to pull myself back. Yes, that's so true. And so eloquently stated by you. And I think, you know, standing for our truth is something that we have to learn through trial and error, how to be able to stand our ground and be strong in that. I always think of, you know, Esther, you know, because she was just like, no, this is what I'm doing. And this is it. And we, you know, especially as women, it's like, want to take care and do all of these things, but we also have to learn how to train ourselves, teach ourselves, encourage ourselves to stand our ground. And something that I use for myself is I ask myself, is that theologically sound? Mm -hmm. And I ask myself that question all the time. Is that statement theologically sound? And not that, you know, I'm the guru of theological soundness, but I know my word. I've been to seminary, I know my Bible, all that stuff. But I, like you, try to stay grounded in the word. And I fall down. I say stupid stuff. I do all that. 
natural human stuff. I realize it. I apologize and, and all that. But I'm just reiterating the fact that we as women need to learn how to gracefully and powerfully stand our ground. So yes, yes, yes. Super, super cool. I agree. Yeah. What do you consider your most significant accomplishment? Well, you know, I've had a lot of accomplishments in the world, a lot of them, um, most of them through my trauma. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, there are things that I'm, I'm, I'm proud of, things that, you know, that I've been able to accomplish. You know, I was, the, as you said, the CEO of a large nonprofit for 20 years. I, you know, built it from the ground up. And when I left, it was very healthy. And mm-hmm. I, I'm proud of that. But really, it, it all comes back to the, the thing that I really am most proud of is what I'm the fact that I was able to come back to who I used to be. Yeah. That, you know, you go when you're in trauma, you live a life of trauma, you become a different person. Yes, ma'am. Um, you know, you react in different ways, you think in different ways, and you begin to look different. Yes. Um, and I, when I look back at a photo 10 years mm-hmm. ago, I see the sadness in my eyes. Yeah. So Peggy, go ahead and elaborate on you talking about coming back to who you used to be regarding trauma, if you would. Yes. You know, I, as I was saying, I didn't know who, who I was at that point because trauma actually, I mean, totally causes you to be a different person. Yes. And once I went through my healing journey and came to the other side, it's amazing how people say to me, you, I don't even recognize you because people don't realize that not only are you healing from the inside, you are healing outside. Yes. You look different to people. And, you know, it's interesting because I was going through my healing journey during COVID. And so we weren't in church for a while. There were a lot of people, I mean, our church was still uh, open, but a lot of people weren't there. Uh And so I, I was speaking at one of the women's groups one time. And when they said that it was me, when they introduced me, a woman came up to me afterwards who I knew very, very well. And I had just hugged her in church two weeks ago. And she acted like she, she had never met me before. And she came up and she said, I didn't even recognize you. You don't even look like the same person. And I said, I'm not. I'm yeah. not the same person that, that you knew. And I think that, that people don't recognize how much they change, not in the journey, but on the other side of the journey. Yeah. And so, you know, that's something that, you know, I always encourage people when, you know, when I meet with them for the first time, when we're, we're going into a, a program together, I always tell them that you're, you're, if you stick with this and you come through the other side, I guarantee you're going to look different. You're going to feel different and you're going to act different. Yes. And, and they do. And so I'm really proud of, of the, the fact that it's like you start something and at the end of it, you see something that may have taken you a while to go through, but you get to the other side so much better, which is really a, a, comparison to my 20 years building that other nonprofit organization. And so it's the same in the spiritual realm. You can have that same effect. And so that's that I'm just very proud of, of it in the spiritual realm. And I'm, I'm glad that I, that I had both the physical and spiritual opportunity to see something from the start to the finish and this change that, that can happen in, in both, both realms. Very, very good. It's so Everything that you're saying, I'm just sitting back in my chair going, 
I don't need to say anything. This is so <laughs> incredibly beautiful. And I resonate with every single word that you have spoken since we've started this conversation. I too am a person that has recovered from extraordinary and intense trauma and looking at how those patterns show up in our lives and how we can still get tripped up, even though we've healed and, and restored and all of that and how you look different internally and externally as you heal through the trauma. And I've had people say the same thing to me. They're like, you're unrecognizable compared to that picture. Absolutely. Pre-healing or pre-next level of healing. And so I think it's really important what you have said and that we're talking about the fact that it's not just the internal that changes because the internal changes the external. And as we heal and grow and restore and, and recover and are blessed and poured into and all of those things, we blossom. Yes. And then that blossoming is just as physical as it is beautifully spiritual. So yeah, yeah absolutely. Amen. Yes. I've got my pom-poms here cheering <laughs> because that's just, it's so necessary for people to hear that regularly. So yeah. I'm really pleased to hear that. I mean, that you, you yourself have gone through this and, and understand, I'm not pleased that you had to go through it, but I'm pleased right. that you went through, came to the other side of it. And we can stand in agreement in this, knowing that, yes, this is the truth. This is what God can do. This is what he was in us. Yes, yes, and yes, absolutely. Um, Let's go to the next question, which is, what is your favorite word, Peggy? And why is that? Well, you know, it stands to reason my favorite word is freedom. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. You know, without knowing and receiving that that. First off, the gift of salvation that, that Jesus purchased for me that set and originally set me free. I mean, it also freedom means that I, I no longer have to be in bondage to my yes. past. Yes. And so yes. to me, that that word is very important because I don't have to be in bondage any longer. Right. I've been set free in my spirit, I've been set free in my soul, and I feel set free in my body. Amen. That is spectacular. What is your least favorite word and why? If my favorite word is freedom, <laughs> my least favorite word has to be bondage. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, really as a, as a kingdom woman and, you know, a renegade woman, yes. um, I don't have to be in bondage. We really are called to walk in the, in the newness of, of Christ, what he paid for us. And, yes. and to remain in bondage keeps us from that, that perfect plan that God ordained for our lives. And it, and it's not, it, it really is not how he wants us to live. So to me, bondage is, is one of the worst words for me to have to, to have to think about for myself or even think that there's any possibility that I would ever want to be in bondage to anything again. Yes. Amen to that. My word for bondage is shackles Mm -hmm. and it, you know, resonates for me in in a really powerful way. And, you know, I feel like I've, I've experienced that in, in, you know, in my life and in my recovery and courage and all of those things. But the bondage of shackles for me is just like, it's, it's big and no one should be in either one of them bondage or shackles. No one should Mm -hmm. experience it. And when we do find ourselves in those positions to 
to seek the freedom of our salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ and to, to have a community of believers to lean into when we just can't even take another step or barely even take another breath. Amen. And, and to have women come alongside of us and say, you know what, you got this and, and I got you. So let's go. Yeah. Very, very cool. What would you say is the hardest thing that you have ever done? The hardest thing I've personally ever done, really, I mean, again, it relates to my healing. It was a difficult journey. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to peel off layers like an onion of things that you've hidden so deep in yourself that you don't even know that they're there. And, you know, uh, Katie Sousa calls them tombs, like these these concrete tombs with a lid on it. And so many of us, okay, we don't want to open that lid. We don't want to know what's down under there and what could, could come up out of there. And so it really takes a lot of courage to push the top off of that tomb and say, okay, I've got to look at it. I've got to deal with it. And so that was really difficult for me because a lot of things about myself came out of that. Yeah. And and they were hard to, to look at and hard to deal with because, you know, when you're in trauma and you, you know, as we talked about before, you become a totally different person. The things that you do, you do out of hurt, but you've still done them. Right. And you still have to look at, at what you did and, and what you, how you reacted in situations which would not have been the way you would have acted had right. you been killed. Right. So I think that was really, really difficult for me, even probably more so than some of the things that I went through in my trauma with my husband, who being a narcissist and bipolar on top of that, you know, um, was very, very difficult. But I think just learning more about myself and how my trauma affected who I was that affected my children mainly. Sure. And, you know, people around me. That was the the hardest thing, opening that tomb. That's the end of part one. Tune in next week at the same time for the continuation of this program. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Renegade Women and Soul Care podcast series. Currently, I'm interviewing women that are part of a devotional book that I have a chapter in that is called A Kingdom Word Now. These mighty and powerful authors share their thoughts about working on this book and their thoughts on soul care and their thoughts on following the leadership of God. I hope that you find them empowering, and I hope that you will share them with others. You can reach me for all things soul care at arlana at therubyredslippers.com. I hope and pray for you to have peaceful nights and gentle days, and I want to remind you to always make time for soul care and soul prayer. Thank you for listening.